0: Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, your host, and normally I'm with Jason. Today I'm with Jenna Brash, and she is the lovely wife of Nate Brash, who was with us on so many programs, who is now in the very presence of the Lord. And as I wonder what he's doing, I think one of the things I can be assured of is that he's enjoying the presence of God. And that's something that we can only talk about, but he has a reality of that right now that we don't really understand. And if you've been listening to Younger and Older, you realize that our goal with Nate was to talk through this terminal cancer diagnosis he got and to stay with it until God either healed him or took him home. And God decided to take him home. And so what we are doing now is able to talk to his wife, Jenna, and we're planning this before he went home to be with the Lord and didn't get around to it. So I guess we're doing that and he's going to be listening from afar if he's listening at all. So Jenna, how are you today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. We're moving forward and living our lives. And
0: good. tell me about better. your family. Who? Who? Tell me about your kids and um, what your your daily routine is like now.
1: <laughs> I have three children. Um, Noah is the eldest. Anna is the middle child, and Ellie is the youngest. Noah and Anna both go to school. So, and then Ellie stays home with me. And it's just. We get up in the morning, we get ready, I drive them in. Okay. I stay home with whoever stays home that day and
0: all right and and how long ago did God call Nate home?
1: Nate passed November seventh
0: All right. And so, um how long ago that was about a year after he was diagnosed, wasn't it?
1: It was I think about eleven months because I think he was diagnosed in the beginning of December.
0: And can you remind our listeners, what was he diagnosed with?
1: Goblet cell carcinoid. It's a very rare form of, I think it acts a lot like colon cancer, and it had spread to his lymph nodes, his liver, and his
0: bones. All right. So. And uh, you have been married, how long were you married?
1: We celebrated our ninth anniversary in October. So.
0: And he told me often that he thought this might have been with him a long time.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, for how far it had spread in his body um, this is definitely something that's been going on inside of him for years, possibly our entire marriage. Wow. So we just don't know. So
0: retrospectively, when you look back at it, did you see, did you see any signs now that you would have tried to catch it earlier if you, or, or was it just a real surprise when they told you he had cancer?
1: The only thing that would have given us some kind of clue is his liver enzymes were elevated. And I remember, I don't remember how long we had been married, probably not very long, but he went in for something and they did a blood test and they found that, but they weren't concerned because it was just slightly elevated. But other than that, up until just a few months before he was diagnosed, we had no idea. So no clue? Yeah, no clue. whatsoever. Yep.
0: And all of a sudden, he, uh, I know he had some stomach problems. Yes. And he was, he, he, for those of you that haven't listened to the program before, I encourage you to go to Relate365.com, download anything that says Nate and Dave, <laughs> and you can go back far enough and listen to the whole segment that we've done. And, um, and I know that, that as he was diagnosed, it was somewhat of a surprise to him and somewhat of a surprise to you. Yes. When you first heard about this, what was your? I mean, your your wifely, your momly, your <laughs> your your thoughts that started to go through your head. Maybe, you might not have even share them with Nate right away, but what were your first thoughts?
1: It well, part of me, I knew something was going on, and I like probably a few weeks before we got the diagnosis I'm like okay this is something and I had like you should never do research on Google oh, like yeah. I don't I, I don't recommend it but I had done enough research to to I started to see the signs and I'm like there's something there that's causing these problems and I think I know what it is so it was a shock but in a, in a sense like I, I knew something was coming Wow. but you just you're, you the floor goes out from under you and I remember just like collapsing on the bathroom floor and and then but in the midst of that, you know, cuz he had called me and said, you know, it's cancer and I just like melted, but then I'm like wait a minute. <laughs> I can't collapse right now like he's the one that got the diagnosis. I need to get off the floor and pick myself up and and be strong for him. So
0: No, no, that seems like a, a normal reaction to me though. I mean, yeah. as far as hearing something and yeah. realizing the the possible life-altering ramifications? Oh, that? yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, our whole life had changed. We And we had no idea. At that point, we didn't know how extensive it was. We didn't know what stage it was. We didn't know anything. All we knew is that he has cancer.
0: Now, was that scarier than when you actually found out what it was? Because it, you could have gone in all kinds of directions here. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, I think it was definitely difficult not knowing, but... Honestly, like we never really actually knew how it was going to end until it ended. Right, like they they were very careful not to really give him, like, okay, how many years do you have left? Like they never really told us. Okay, um, we knew that it was extensive. We never they never really told us like how we would respond to the chemo, like because they just didn't know. It was such a rare cancer. They had no idea. I remember the doctor saying some people do really well. Some people don't do really well. We have no idea. And that was basically like our entire journey. Like I remember just waiting for some kind of answer. And I don't think the answer really came until God called him home.
0: Absolutely. And it's like,
1: okay, <laughs> now we know.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I'm just wondering this day, like you mentioned of uh, internet and that kind of thing, how people look things up and, and they can go in all kind of directions with their emotions before they actually know anything that yeah. is actually happening. Yeah.
1: I tried to be very careful with that because I had done that in the past where you Google it and then before you know it, like you're dying tomorrow. Yeah. So um, I tried not, I, I didn't really Google, I've never Googled garble, goblet cell carcinoid, like I've never really okay. had the desire to do that. And I avoided it because I knew that God knew Yeah. and he would give me whatever I needed at whatever stage I needed it to do whatever I had to do. So I just kind of, it was an exercise in completely trusting God every single step of the way. So
0: Did you find God faithful?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. like it, It's amazing how even in the tiniest of details to the big, huge details, how God is just God before us and provided for our every need, spiritual, emotional, physical. Um, so, yeah, God is faithful.
0: It's been amazing to actually watch you and Nate go through this. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you have had a tremendous testimony to people of God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we can be asked to do anything more in life yeah. than to show who God is and how faithful he is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, even, uh, you know, as we talk now, I just think, my goodness, there's there's been a tremendous application of understanding who God is and applying it in yeah. your own personal life. Mm-hmm. Because there has to be moments where you're just sad and on the floor. Yes. You know, <laughs> at, at times. Yeah. And and that's not unusual. And that's not necessarily bad. Yeah. Because th- there's obviously a loss in this life for a mm-hmm. while. Yep. But it's only for a while. Now, when I say that, and, and you and I, we're talking here confident of the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's somebody listening right now that isn't confident of the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're wondering how we can be so confident. Can you share with me why you're confident of the future?
1: I think, and to be honest, like... And there are even still times where I'm not fully confident. And I don't think you can be, and I don't think that's the purpose of it. Like, once you die, that's it. Right. You can't come back and say, oh, yeah, it's true. Or you right. can't come back and say, oh, no, we got this wrong. Right. You know. So there's always that element of faith that okay. you need. And I remember um, just before, like, two days before Nate was diagnosed, like, I remember... Like, I knew something was coming, and I remember just saying to God, like, you're going to have to let me put my hand in your side, you're going to have to let me put my fingers in the nail prints in your hands, and you're going to have to prove to me that you are real, because I am Thomas, like, and, and it's something that, you know, I still struggle with, but I know, like, I can look back and I can see where God has allowed me to tangibly see and feel how real he is. Right. So.
0: It's amazing how how God is able to meet individuals right where they need to be Mm -hmm. met. Yep. And I'm not sure that myself, that I, Dave Wager, can understand how God met you personally. Yeah. Because it is a personal thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a relationship that you have with God. Mm -hmm. For those listening, you can have a relationship with God. You actually can have one. Mm-hmm. And you can know that he loves you, and you can know that your future's secure. Um, in the simple verse in the Bible that we shared often uh, when Nate was here, you know, John 3.16 tells us that God so loved the world that he gave. And he gave his mm-hmm. only son. Because he wants us in his family. He wants to give us the stability that comes from being in his family. Uh, I know this for sure, because Jenna has her trust in Jesus Christ is our savior. That her and Nate one day will be reunited in the very presence mm-hmm. of God. And that this separation thing by death will not continue. Mm-hmm. It's there now and it's temporary and it's painful because as we've said so often, you can't love somebody and avoid pain. That is an impossible mm-hmm. situation. So if you're trying to avoid pain, <laughs> you can't love somebody and avoid them. You avoid the pain that is. However, if you're trying to avoid people so you don't have pain, you'll have pain in a different way that you yeah. can't sustain. Yep. So either way, you're going to have pain. <laughs> you might as well choose the good pain yeah. uh, rather than the bad. I've often compared it to um, being rehabbed. When you're going through rehab, a lot of times, you, let's say you have a joint replaced or something, you go through pain while you're being rehabbed. But some of the pain you're going through is a good pain. You need to go through it. And uh, th- there's also bad pain. There's certain pain that the, the rehab people say don't do that. You know, I mean, that's going to hurt you. Um, the pain of love is actually a good pain to mm-hmm. have. Uh, did you grow closer to Nate through this process?
1: Tremendously, yes. And yep. I
0: know he grew closer to you. He, <laughs> when, when, by the time he died, he adored you. I mean, <laughs> I, I, he probably did before, but you could see a growing. Yeah. Adoration. I mean, you really could. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we talked, I could hear it in his voice. I could see it <laughs> in his eyes. And I'm thinking, well, you know what? There's this. There's this. There's this growth process of love that's mm-hmm. taking place. Yep. So, so in essence, through his sickness and his homegoing, you drew closer to him.
1: Hmm. Oh yeah. There we learned, and I often look at like young couples, you know, that get married you know, in society today and I see the divorce rate so high and everybody's trying to find a way to have the perfect marriage. And Nate would always say, you know, real love is wanting what's best for the other person. And I think we had the opportunity to really live that out. You know, he had to learn how to trust me, like how to kind of step back and not be, you know, doing all of the things and taking care of all the things, you know, Um, and I had to learn how to step up and make decisions and I had to learn how to help him in a way that not only kept him from hurting himself, but in a way that was very respectful and loving in a way that he needed me to be. So I think we had, you know, a good example of what, and we got it wrong a lot, but we had a good example of what a marriage is supposed to look like. So.
0: Well that's a growth process thing for oh, everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and you yep. were in more of a um, a, a real accelerated period <laughs> of
1: <laughs> We had the crash course, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean it's not I mean before all this started, mm-hmm. you would and Nate would say, We we're we love each other. we yeah. but in the process it was like, Whoa, it's it's even better. Yes. Than it was. Yep. And it'll continue to get better. Mhm. And I think that's you know, when God uh, spoke about death in the Bible I always talk about death as separation I don't think we were ever meant to go through separation oh no and and that's what he's going to heal one day that's the yes. ultimate yes. thing yep. that he's going to stop mm-hmm. um, I remember before my mom died I probably shared this with you personally or with Nate but uh, before my mom died she had this desire that Jesus would just come back because she couldn't stand this piecemeal thing all of us getting <laughs> taken at different times yeah. it's like I, I understand yeah. you know I mean yep. that's that's the thing that's hard, is mm-hmm. we're separated for a while. Yep. The hope that you have and that I have, though, is that we're not separated forever yep. and that this is gonna get fixed. Mm-hmm. Those that are listening, if you do not have that hope, I, I wish that you would contact us and allow mm-hmm. us the opportunity to talk to you. Would it be okay if I, if somebody contacts me and they wanna to talk to you that I can get them to you, email-wise? Absolutely, wise. yes, absolutely. Because we'd love to talk to you about the hope that we have. Mm-hmm. Because really, in this life, there's no certainties. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's no way that I can say, yes, I'm going to be around tomorrow. Mm-hmm. In fact, everybody I've talked to, if I ask them, are you certain that you will die, they say yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if I say, are you certain you're going to be alive tomorrow, they say no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the certainty. You're not certain of something. They're certain of death. And you yep. have experienced that firsthand with your husband, whom you've loved dearly. Mm-hmm. And um, and I tell you, those that are listening that don't have hope, I all I could wish is that you would have the hope that Nate and Jenna had. And mm-hmm. we're offering to talk to you about it. So don't hold back if you want help. We want to be able to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you have three young children. Yes. I personally, from an outside perspective... <laughs> I was surprised how well they handled yes, everything.
1: I was as well. There were two things that I, like, I wouldn't, okay, maybe I was angry at God, but I took it to him, and we he had can many, it. yes, He yes. can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> We've had many conversations yeah. together, the, the yeah. rest
0: of the, the rest of the people may not be able to, but God can handle yeah. our anger, so go ahead and give it to <laughs> Yes. Yeah.
1: And the two things that were hardest was how much Nate suffered right. and the fact that God would take their data way and that was such a difficult thing for me to really like like that that was tough but the way God just worked in their lives and I don't know what's coming like I've had people say well they do really good for a while but then it kind of comes back and but I think we'll be okay like it's yeah. a lot easier to walk them through this than I thought that it would be. So yeah. I think that's another area that God was. Now, were so you faithful. always
0: honest with them? I mean, how did you oh, deal yes. with the? You have children at all different yeah. levels, and yeah. obviously, one that probably doesn't understand much yeah. <laughs> yet of what's going yeah, on. Yeah. But how did how did did you were you honest? Did you avoid the subject? I mean, how did you deal with it with children?
1: We didn't avoid anything. The only thing that we didn't really talk about them with until we had to was Nate's passing because we didn't know when it was going to happen. Right. Um, but we were very honest with all of the medical stuff. Like Nate would get a port with every chemo treatment that he would wear at home for a couple of days. And it was basically just a pack that he could tie around his waist and it had tubes that went into his, um, into his body to give him chemo. And my eldest called it daddy's tubes or daddy's pipes. Right. You know, so um, when Nate had radiation... We would call it his laser beams. You know, daddy's got to go in to get his laser beams today. So we were very open about it. We didn't hide anything. We didn't, um, you know, try and sugarcoat anything. We gave them the facts. We were there to support them and walk them through it. Um, I think that eliminated a lot of fear. You know, it was just... Daddy was sick, and this is how the doctors are trying to help him get better. Yeah. So,
0: well, I, I think I appreciate how you did that with your children because you were—it seemed like just what you said. You were very frank with them, and and I can't help but think that God reached down mm-hmm. and touched their hearts. Oh yes, yep. Because they, I think personally, from watching them go through it and from watching others go through such an experience, they went through it extremely graciously yes. and well. Yep and i thought well god whatever the reason <laughs> thank you because it's hard yep. enough oh yes yep and if you were you know having to deal with three young children that were also you know losing it yeah. somehow yep. but for some reason it seems like god spared you of that
1: yes yep god has carried my children and it's been so neat to see you know how he's done that and we talk about daddy a lot and i think that's a big part of it like we just we didn't shy away from the hard stuff. Right. And I think kids are able to, to process and handle a lot more than we give them credit for sometimes. And right. I think just facing it head on, we still talk about daddy. In fact, the youngest on the way here, and I never know how much that she... Gets as far as this whole process. But I said something, one of Nate's Nate isms. I don't even remember what it was, but you know, the little things, the quirky things that we say. And I said it without thinking. And she's like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And I'm like, Is he here? And like, I didn't know that I said it. And all of a sudden she's saying, Daddy. I'm like, What are you seeing? And then I realized what I had said. And she had actually remembered that that was something that Nate had said a lot. So she gets. I think a lot more than sometimes I get her give her credit for but yeah. but we're honest about it we talk about daddy you know my mother-in-law did a wonderful job of like explaining heaven to them you know mm-hmm. when it came time to tell them what was going to happen right um we had a few weeks to kind of prepare them for this is where Daddy's going, God's going to make Daddy better, his body's going to stay here, but the part that's really Daddy is going to go up to heaven to be with God and Jesus. And so they were able to kind of move through that and have a solid idea of what was really going on. Yeah. So,
0: Well, I, I appreciate how you handled your children, and, and <laughs> if you look back on it, you were going through so much that probably you handled them in a way that God just put on your heart to handle them. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like you went and read a, a book by somebody <laughs> no. that said, you know, here's how you handle this situation. So, but I think as I look forward to, uh, it, what are you hoping um, happens in the future as you're part of the body of Christ, you're part of a church? Uh, how can the church serve you and continue to help you raise the kids that are now in your family that... Uh, because you're a single mom. Yeah. And yep. so, being sensitive to the fact that you're a single mom, mm-hmm. what would you uh, just candidly say? Well, here's the church's role, I think. In this, because you're not somebody to go out there and say help. No, you know. you're, you're not one that goes out there and says because of this I need everybody to help me and have their world revolve around me. I, I've never heard you no, do know. anything <laughs> close to that. Uh, in fact, I'm proud of you how you're 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 doing the things at home you need to do. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of your your things and and there's been several people that have loved you and been able to help yes. you know through the yep. process. But what is it? What did you find valuable? through Nate's sickness that the church provided for you, the church body, church, mm-hmm. ch- fellow Christians, and what do you think in the future uh, you will you would appreciate or need mm-hmm. so that, it, you know, there's a lot of people listening to us, so it's yeah. like <laughs> I'm trying to get them sparked to help people yeah. and yep. be sensitive and empathetic
1: mm-hmm. to those
0: who are single moms and even if they don't say what they need yeah, to be able to kind of step in and help, so yeah. what is that?
1: Um, I think prayer is probably the most important thing because um, right. I think when your heart's tuned into what God has for you, ministry opportunities open up. I think, um, like I think of my son, like it, he responded very normally to Nate's passing, but you could tell like he was trying to figure stuff out. Like right. the alpha male is gone now, and this young wolf is testing boundaries, and you right. know. And I think there will come a time. And maybe it's here, I don't know, but he's going to need guys in his life. And he's going to need guys to take him out in the shop and do woodworking. And he's going to need guys to whatever little boys need to roughhouse to to figure out how guys do life. He's going to need that example, you know, from somebody. So that's one thing, you know, my girls are going to need that male influence as well Absolutely. you know people to take an interest in their lives and and provide that example of you know a godly man you right. know and i think that you know that'll that'll happen and god yeah. will work in people's hearts and and there people have already just reached out and, and ministered to the kids and um yeah.
0: you know it's interesting i it, for those that are listening i invite you to go look at younger older we, Jason, who normally does the program with me, with me, we just did a program on masculization mm-hmm. to help young men. And, and I know it's not a very culturally uh, <laughs> correct thing to talk about, but we were talking about how important it is for young men to have opportunities to grow as a man yes. and to understand yep. those things. And that's what you're talking about. We, yes. We, you know, she needs... To have people involved in her life that will help her son understand what mm-hmm. manliness is. Yes. Yep. Uh, because Nate is not there to do that, and he mm-hmm. would have. Oh yes. Uh, and that so that's part of the whole picture that we have to be able to look at in a culture that likes to to not talk about differences. Mm-hmm. I think that's silly. We we there are boys, there are girls, and we need to help them understand. Likewise, your your daughters, you're right. They need to see a pure man. Mm-hmm who they can at least see how they respond to their children, how they mm-hmm. respond to their wife, yep. and that kind of thing. And I think that that's what the church is really about. Uh, yes. The church in general should be kicking into that as you continue to be a part of the church, whatever small groups or whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a, a lady once I met in, in Walmart of all places and she was, uh, she had a, I was just going through Walmart being goofy, getting a gallon of milk or something. And I, I just was waving at people, saying hi as I go by, and I was mm-hmm. just gonna get some milk <laughs> and leave. And this lady goes, "Aren't you this guy?" And I thought, "Oh no, you know, I'm aren't I this guy <laughs> that uh, ran the club?" And she had a um, a neck brace on; she had been in an accident of mm-hmm. some sort. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I said, "So what's with the collar? You know, I mean, what what happened?" And again, I I may not get points for tact, but I <laughs> I was wondering what happened during an accident. And she just said, "Well, she's been in an accident, and you know, and." and life's hard at home and i i just said so are, is your husband helping you and she goes well i'm not married i'm i said so do you go to church anywhere and she mm-hmm. said no i said well you ought to <laughs> you know i mean really that's yeah. the, the body the church would help you yep. i mean people yep. around you could could pitch in and mm-hmm. do things for you do you know that, that she did move from the area but from that day she came to our church um, awesome. every, yeah. every week and and I'm thinking as we're talking to people that are listening there there might be some single moms listening to us. Yeah. yeah. Get involved in church. Get involved in a church that teaches the Bible. Mhm. Get your kids in the youth groups. Get your get your family involved. Because it's really hard for people to knock on your door and come over there and yeah. say, "Can I go play with your children?" First of all, you <laughs> you wouldn't trust them. Yeah. If they did that. <laughs> and you shouldn't trust them if yeah, they just did yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. But in the context of the church or youth work or you know those kinds of things, there could be a natural relationship that develops and there can be many opportunities then for young people to grow and develop and become yes. what they should be. Yep. Uh, in fact, camp, 100 years ago, camps were started to help masculize men, young boys. Mm-hmm. Teddy Roosevelt was big on that. <laughs> and he really wanted young boys. He was afraid with boys moving to the city that they would get soft, and feminine. And I know that's politically incorrect, but you can go check Teddy Roosevelt out. I didn't say that, he did. And and so he started camps for that. And I think there are there are many single moms out there where I wanna give you an invitation to check your, your Christian camp that you would trust and send mm-hmm. your boys there, uh, even as they get into high school. Send them there all summer, let them learn how to work. See, they mm-hmm. work with somebody, they get mentored. In fact, your husband yep. was a part yeah. of that here, yep. where he was uh, working with young people and there's some young people I remember that were at the funeral that were just yes. broken up. And yes. they were young people that he worked with yeah. and that he taught, and that's really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And now you're the single mom. yeah. And so now we need to be able to um, look and see how we can help you. And at the same point, I wanna encourage you to make sure you're doing everything to keep your family in yes. touch with yes. yep. the people. Um, so anyway, I, we'll see if we can continue a discussion here on um, what it's like now that is uh, on her, uh, Jenna, excuse me, is on her own, you could say for a little <laughs> bit, but she's not on her own because the church still loves her. Her, uh, her God is still watching out for her, the same as he did while Nate was alive. And her job hasn't changed. She's still, here to show people who God is and his faithfulness through the circumstances of life. And even though those circumstances change, our our God doesn't. And I invite you to contact us. If you don't understand what I'm saying and you'd like that, we'd like to help you. Mm -hmm. This is really Dave Wager with Younger and Older, brought to you from the studios of relate365.com.